Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier, on Marketing Against a Grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us, marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the NXT preview. I'm Michael Hamster from What Culture, and I'm joined by Michael Sidgwick from What Culture to discuss everything that can happen on tonight's NXT. But first, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, <laughs> or wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts. We're not only preview and review the show, formerly known as NXT 2.0, but also Monday Night Raw. I nearly slipped in Monday Night Raw. Friday Night SmackDown, AEW Dynamite, AEW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We also hold wrestling interviews, have roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with the bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. Sige, we are without Willborn this week, the head cheerleader of NXT very much. Uh, we like it almost as much. Mm, you do. I like it almost as much. Um, and Willborn's going to be particularly gutted tonight. We're going to... It's, uh, it's, I would call it Title Tuesday, because there's two titles on the line, but it's also Come Tuesday, because... Big Vaughn's in action. This uh, card yeah. is absolutely stacked, right? And speaking of stacks, we're going to start with the tag team title match. Uh, it's and not the reason though, why we can't get stacks. That's why I want to do it first, because typically, like, Wilborn will put it later on in the podcast to give time for the Vaughn card to land, get him in. He's not here. He told us in advance. He's doing prep. It's a big one. It's the family versus the wolf dogs. Wilborn, bless him, loves the family. He really wanted them to make it to stand and deliver as champions. Thank you. As champions, uh, it's not happening, is it? Nope, the Wolf Dogs are winning the belts. Mm -hmm. Or, if Adam Wilborn wants some copium, you could make the argument that Braun is very much wrestling Gunther at WrestleMania. They've intimated as much. Mm. They basically are... He's following the path of... Brock Lesnar, who for obvious and very good reasons is missing this WrestleMania season, at least. Braun, as we know, took all of his spots in the Royal Rumble. Um, I can't remember which outlet reported that, so I apologize, but I don't want to get it wrong. I think it was Fight for Select. I don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> um, and they're the most preeminent scoopsters, yeah. so put them and over for being generally great, even if I've not got it right specifically. It was technically quite impressive how they did it because even, like, obviously if that was the elimination, I think it was by Omos, I want to say. If it had been Brock, they'd have made a big fuss about it and then you'd have seen it. Oh, my God, he's like... And it was... Oh, it was Dominic, of course, yeah. Dominic. To set up the Judgment Day thing that, like, Brock obviously now isn't doing. Instead, they cut to an entrance and then Bron got eliminated. So not only did you get all the cool bronze here, but you missed him looking weak and then he just drilled... J.D. McDonough with that spear on the floor. Yeah. So they want to look after him, presumably, for this. Ahead of this Gunther thing. Yeah. And they, they are telling you on TV that he's all but signing. It's just as a bidding war. Yeah. So maybe the Wolf Dog split. <sighs> I don't like that. It's magic. It's genuinely magic. If they can get me to care this much about Baron Corbin, it's the only word I could possibly use. Yeah. So, I mean, the family's matches are terrible. I like Will. I like Stacks. Mm-hmm. Personally, I've grown rather fond of Stacks. Sometimes I wish I could see him 
for longer than 10 minutes yes. every Tuesday and Wednesday at very regimented times. But given his patter, maybe that's enough. Yeah. But I do like him. I have warmed to him. And I'd like to think a lot of his shtick is very ironic, but I have my doubts. I'd like to think so. I do have my doubts. Anyway, so now that he's not here, I can speak freely. Mm. The family in the ring are pretty awful. It's just rushed in apostrophe basic. Yeah. They just do very basic matches. (laughs) That's an NXT taxi. I'm rushed and I'm basic. And I'm basic. Rushed and basic. Straight out of the BT Sports studio. I'm never really bored by what they do. But I'm never moved because it's incredibly basic, and yet they do it at 1.25 speed. Yeah. But, yeah. They're just, they can it. Stax has got the most uh, raw rolls on diving all of pro wrestling. Yeah. Like, they, he does that aerial. Yeah. But he's just like, right, ads now. I'll take some ads now. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not like, oh, my God, maybe I'll roll him back in for two. It's just, uh, yeah. Ads now. He's uh, just not great. Um, they've never had a really good match. I'm sorry, Stax, man. Um, so I, I'll be all for a title switch. Would you? Do you think the match will be good? Do you think the Wolf Dogs? Do you think Baron Corbin can carry this match in a sentence no one ever thought they would utter? There's a veteran presence in this thing. Yeah, the guy that's got the... The, the guy who's just over in a, in a great tag team. Yeah, I think there'll be a title change. I think um, a while ago, there was. it appeared as if they were going to tell this story with Tony D and Stax, that maybe Stax was feeling like he could do a better job within the family. That... Looks to have been dropped, pretty much. But maybe that's only because they've got the belts. Maybe when they lose the titles, you get on to the more serious, like, let's be real about this, serious pro wrestling of will the two mafiosos fall apart in a power struggle for who can control their waste management family. Right. Once that's there, then I'm more interested in that. Until then, I've got, I like, I love them holding on to the belts just for the sake of Willborn getting to see them defend them. That's my only real skin in the uh, family game at this point. So I think Breaker and Corbin win. I think the match could be quite fun. The Wolf Dog match, it's not just been about the pattern between them and the chemistry and the promos. Good uh, structure. Yeah, Bron Breaker. Like, you like to see them come together. Yes. You get the all the individual Bron Breaker moments of magic and power, like the spear, like the, obviously it like, took an age to get Bron there. Bron should take them with him. Yeah. Like, this is the thing. Do Chad Gable versus Gunther mm. and Wolf Dogs versus Judgment Day. What if, as a condition of his contract, Bron loved Baron Corbin so much, he was like, yeah, you're getting me, but I'm not coming alone. And the GM's like, like we, don't, we don't know what's on the piece of paper, but, but we, we know. know. And the GM's like, oh, not him. Like, he's caused us loads of problems in the past. Yeah. He, like, he's tried to, like, take power before and all this. Stuff. And Bron's like... If you're getting me, he's coming too. Yeah. And the GM in question is like, whichever side. He's like, yeah, all right then. And then we just get the Wolf Dogs coming up wholesale. And like, you get this most. So you know that Bron's a killer, but at the same time, you get the most charming presentation of his character yet. Yes. All at once. And that's before he even like reunites with the Creeds. Yes. Oh, 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 like, oh, oh. All that Aggie jock energy. Well, Starks obviously can't make it. Uh-huh. I thought I would try and fill the void just because I think people expect jokes from this Ooh, podcast, okay? okay? So, Hamphlet, what's the deal with uh, the Super Bowl and then sports in general? Uh, the Super Bowl, Sidge, which I understand that you might not know that because you're from England like I am, and the Super Bowl is a event to do with American football. Now, it's known on a global stage as one of the biggest sporting events in the world. It's the climax of the NFL season. The raging climax. The raging climax of the NFL season. The erected penis of the NFL season. 
the cums. The yeah, the erect ejaculating penis, penis of the NFL season. Angry. Oh, there's uh, every time the rage and climax. I mean, Vince uh, <laughs> Russo deserves jail time. Russo mania. It's uh, it is WrestleMania it plays out like a raw, doesn't it? There's promos in the middle. Yeah, and yeah. Tens, toins. Gotta, yeah. gotta have a swive. <laughs> um, where two teams won the winner of the uh, AFC and won the winner of the NFC. Maybe might have got that wrong. Might just be East and West. I cannot remember. Meet up in a grand final of sorts. Uh, Americans. Don't understand points in there. <laughs> Sports leagues can't have tie games. You got to have records. You got to have a six and zero, yes. four and two, eight and four. You can't just like win loads of games and get X number of points. Yeah, it blows their minds. But they make great food. So you have those two winners, and it's like a grand finale. They uh, they compete in a mini tournament in the playoffs. So at this point, you've got the nation invested in the two biggest teams. And then you have the big final. It's a massive showcase. It's as much. You'll like this, Sige. If there's one thing I know about you, you'll love this. It's kind of sports and entertainment fused into one massive extravaganza because the halftime show yeah. becomes a bigger part of the deal. You have winners, you have losers, you have the glory of victory, the like absolute despair of defeat, the whole deal. That's the deal with the Super Bowl. And I would say in terms of American sports, it's the jewel in that particular nation's crown. Okay, well... What's the deal with the Super Bowl and then for the last joke, sports more yes. generally? Okay, well, three questions, three, jo- three ah. jokes for you. Bear with me. Where do Super Bowl contenders get their uniforms for the big game? Uniforms. I love that. Could be kits, couldn't it? Could be kits. Like, it's a sport. Yeah. And I love that it's like, we're going to goddamn work. This is the United States of friggin' America. You do your job and you do it to the best of your ability. It's a sport. You're it's not fit to wear the uniform. <laughs> <laughs> it can't really work over it, does it? Like, when you're, you're not fit, fit to, to wear, wear the, the shirt. shirt. It's, like, oh, it's just a shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, can I have the setup again, please, Sage? Where do Super Bowl contenders get their uniforms for the big game? Ah, the big. Um, so, a, st- a store, uh, um, uh, a big game. I'll go with the mega store. No. Uh, Maybe I've emphasized big game. And I should have emphasized uniforms because okay. it's... Where do Super Bowl contenders <laughs> get their uniforms for the big game? New Jersey. Oh, that's good. New Jersey. New Jersey, yeah, I like that. Question, joke, question number two. Joke number two. Yeah. What is the worst drink to serve to players at the Super Bowl? Uh, well, it's obviously alcohol beforehand, but that's the best afterwards. Uh, <laughs> it's at. At the Super so Bowl. So it doesn't specify when. During the game. Gatorade gets poured on the manager who wins. The coach. Coach. wins the big game. Dick Buckus. When he's getting uh, screamed at, yeah, <laughs> too too much pressure. That's that's too much pressure. Yeah, the Super Bowl, too much. The human body and brain isn't built for that. No, uh, it's got to be about competition. Loser juice. <laughs> loser wanna, juice. Would want to drink a cold cup of loser juice on Super Bowl Sunday? <laughs> that's what John Madden said earlier in the cover edge. Well, he's dead. So. Is it? Yeah, okay. I don't know any of the people that do the cover edge, other than over here. Where I'm sure, like, 
Do we have like an ex-footballer that does their NFL coverage? I don't know. I don't think it's like, I don't think they bother Not with... a big American football guy, hence why yeah. I asked what the deal is. Yeah, that's fair. The Super Bowl, I... and yet I have jokes about it. I don't know, Sitch. I don't know. What is the worst drink to serve to players at the Super Bowl? A penalty. Oh, it's a, a penalty. Penalty. Okay. Okay. Uh, Question joke number three. Yeah. Question joke number three um, of four. Oh. During the last play of the game, yeah. what does Sir Mixalot say to his Super Bowl date? Right. Sir Mixalot uh, likes his big asses, doesn't he? Loves a big ass. A song about it. Once. He'd be loving um, X at the minute. He would. <laughs> Too much, actually. Uh, that tab says for you. People do the CrossFit in peace. Mixalot uh, loves. Can I have the setup again, please? During the last play of the game, uh-huh. maybe this like requires some knowledge yeah, of the yeah, game. Yeah. During the last play of the game, what does Sir Mixalot say to his Super Bowl date? I think he just put a comma in the wrong place, like in his song, and he'd just come out of the classic Tom Hanks film, and he just said, "I like big comma, but I cannot lie." And then it got misheard. And then all of a sudden he was this artist that was known as a fascination on, like... An arse enthusiast. Yeah, an arse enthusiast. Uh, I don't know, Sitch. So, oh, there's a problem with this joke, which I've ah, just realised. Right. But I'll do the whole thing, and then I'll reveal the problem with it. It's all right. It stacks to stand-up, like, as a semi-regular yeah. gig. That's fair. During the last play of the game, what does Sir Mix-a-Lot say to his Super Bowl date? Oh, my gosh, Becky. Look at that punt. Oh, because... Punt happens towards the end, but that's not a perfect rhyme, is it? Not a perfect rhyme, and Sir Mixalot doesn't say that. That's a sample from one of the girls at the start of the spoken word section of yes. Baby Got Back, uh-huh. who I presume is like, look at that butt. Like she's, she's like saying, oh, she's got a big butt. But yeah. Sir Mixalot steps in and says, actually, I like big asses. So yeah, if anything, he'd enjoy the punt if we were doing a like for yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, those are the jokes about American football. One more because you know. <laughs> Stax does that. Uh, it's not a guessing game. You can put your feet up and enjoy this one. Okay, all right. Because you know Stax likes to go a bit of blue. He does. Last night on ESPN, I was watching women's beach volleyball. About three minutes into the game, there was a really bad wrist injury. <laughs> Doctor said I should be fine in a few days, though. Hang on. But, right. I'm going to have to roll this right the way back. Yeah, 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 okay. It's going to right. Set up again. Well, the whole joke. I'll just take the first line of it then, yeah. Last night on ESPN, I was watching women's beach volleyball. Stop. I've known you a long time. Sir, are a man. Yeah. So how were you involved in a game of women's beach volleyball to injure your no, wrist? No. I don't. There was a really bad wrist injury. Yes. Three minutes into the game. I didn't say any of the players had a wrist injury. Right. Saying that. I've been masturbating <laughs> so furiously oh. that I've sprained my wrist. Oh, oh right. <laughs> That's a, like a lot yeah. of really angry masturbation at yeah, volleyball. yeah. yeah. Rage and climax. <laughs> I had a rage and climax, and uh, my wrist is still paying for it. And that's how it all comes together, yeah. so to speak. Uh, should we keep it in the family for a second? Because Adriana Rizzo was in action on the undercard. Singles action. Singles action. I know. Singles Ooh. action. The Riz uh, takes on Jada Parker. Uh, who's, who's carrying this? Because <laughs> uh, 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 you're supposed to have reps, and they're supposed to go out there. Get your experience oh, in. You can already see a minor discourse starting of huh, AW botches. 
but like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why? The blind should lead the blind. No. And I know it's developmental, but surely you should have an assigned, more experienced partner, dance partner to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, you know, it's no guarantee of a, of a good or safe match or whatever. I don't care who wins. The floor of this is nowhere near, nowhere near high enough to justify doing it since there is no ceiling. The only say, the only ceiling here I can foresee is, well, that wasn't as bad as I expected. Yeah. I don't, so why book it? Is it possible? Sean really took his eye off the ball with this one. <laughs> is it? Is it? Do we think we'll see in this one uh, the move where wrestler A whips wrestler B into the corner, then wrestler A runs at them, wrestler B does the springing up counter, then does the sort of Booker T Harlem Heat roll into the sunset flip, as if to... I'm not sure Booker T's going to get much mention at all on this episode of NXT. Because, ah, well, and obviously he's not commentating at the moment either, so they're able to keep him a long Let's way away from Let's just keep Booker it. T out of the, bag, the podcast. Because, I'll tell you why I brought that up, is because I was thinking of obviously how much we know they drill that into the wrestlers. Screw Booker T, by the way. If, you know. Yeah. And uh, Maxine Dupree flubbed it quite abysmally. You recall. So you're saying pamphlet, Doctor so Fed? They might want to put that out there tonight. That like, don't worry. That sh- like our trainees know what they're doing. Look at these three or four moves that somebody can upload to Twitter as a extremely quick cut video to say uh, she did that. She did that. She did that. Doctor Fed, are you suggesting a repeat prescription of an overambitious move that the performers aren't really capable of doing? Uh, yes, I am. Because uh, ambition is a bit like being addicted to competition. And the punk is training down in NXT at the moment. So he's going to get them all showing ambition, showing competition. Is that what he was addicted to? He was addicted to competition, yeah. His only addiction is competition. He's going to be down. He was good at the uh, press, wasn't he? I hate him. I hate him. You hate him? You hate him too much, yeah? It's not so much him that I hate. The visual was great. He's I'm not going to rock out. And then the rock just stops dead on stage and you see them in the background. That was good. He is obviously a genius at what he does. And a lot of my greatest escapist moments do involve CM Punk. But this whole... Guys, I punched one of the young bucks in the face if you don't get it yet. It's like he's fitting in just fine at the Fed, by the way. He is, eh? By clobbering huh? me over the head with this uh, running gag. And it's just annoying, like... People who like him on X, who are trying not to be annoyed yeah. by go, another insider gag from the young boy. <laughs> yes. How lame is that? <laughs> Slow it down, see if you can spot it. Wind it back. Yeah. Because at least the elite in Chicago did it in a really funny way yeah. and folded it into this like electrifying professional wrestling match. When was the last time Punk did that? With his, uh, but yeah. Imagine him doing the Melter Driver. Yeah, they half killed the town with that match, though, didn't they? Wasn't that deal yeah, they just, they're just in the market too, too, <laughs> too often. We'll go from the bottom of the women's division to the very top. So just for title Tuesday, Sage, the women's title is on the line tonight. This is going to be weird. Uh, Lyra Valkyrie, a bird person, is uh, going to have to fly above the ball pit because tanks don't give a shit when Shotty turns up. What's this about? Um, it's maybe the thing Shotty needs more work. Mm. And she's going to stay put in NXT for a bit, do you reckon? Well, I don't know. I, don't, I can't see her winning the title. No. Um, I don't know what this is about. Um, well, I- we'll fold this into something else. Because Good, else, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I, I sense that. Elsewhere <laughs> on the card, something you might want to talk about. Uh, Tatum Paxley, of course, who Lyra Valkyrie is trying to exert a lot of patience with in this 
obviously flawed and like dangerous friendship, is also in action against Lola Vice, who it, is yeah. finding form and like moving up the card. Obviously, she's just regressing. Well, she lost her. If the shot. character is okay, well, neither, neither, <laughs> neither. <laughs> she's lost her shot at the title, but she's also kicked her partner to the curb. I mean, all the way up to SmackDown. So theoretically, Lola Vice the curb. is on the, <laughs> the curb on track. Um, Lullaby versus Tatum Paxley, I think, has a higher ceiling than Lyra Valkyrie versus Shotzi. But only once for a bailed. Yep. Uh, Tatum Paxley to win. Oh, okay. Because that has to get paid off, and obviously the the rankings would dictate. Exactly. Um, Glad you said it first. Um, Paxley versus Vice. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say. You're right about Lola Vice regressing lately as well. Like thrown at the first stories, there were, I think there was more excitement around her the less you knew. Yeah, like, you have to get NXT. You have to. She's done all right to not get a job, but like they haven't yet started to even. They've not begun to add the various personality traits that they're going to force upon her before she leaves. Yeah, and it was almost more interesting when you're like, Jesus Christ, there's a wrestler in there. I'm watching these yeah. otherwise. Like sort of indistinguishable NXT mid card matches and or lower card even, and she's really got something. Yeah. And now she's actually being given. I love that. Put some respect on the NXT mid card. I'll just correct myself. Lower card, <laughs> because because Sage, thank you for the segue. Uh, Lyra Valkyrie to retain the title against Shotzi. No upset tonight. No upset. Uh, Shotzi's quite. I think she's quite suited to NXT. By the way, like she's not, not because she needs training. Well, yes, but also she's nuts. Like, that character fits here. Like, it's one of them situations where... Remember that god-awful... Twirling towards freedom. I mean, no, like, just probably the most cringeworthy WWE segment of the year. When she year. was twirling, twirling towards freedom. Is that the one? I'm thinking of the War Games Go Home one where the four of them are in the ring on SmackDown and she's going, ha, 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 And they're like, whoa, calm down, Shotzi, you mad... Uh, like that. I know and, we're going to war, but... Yeah, but... What's this? What are you? What are you going to do in that cage? What if you're is acting this? like this? Charlotte, oh my god! Charlotte Flair was like casting. She, she, she was twirling, so I did a Simpsons reference. All ah, right, okay. Charlotte Flair being sort of like, "Come on, guys, understand where Shot is coming from," because because uh, I did. You need to have a bit more empathy, like me, the Queen Charlotte Flair. That was a great run. Um, I so I think she'll stick in NXT. I just think she's weird, and I think it's sort of it, she fits more. And as you say, it doesn't hurt to get a few more uh, matches and rebuild. No, I think maybe if you reach that if you reach that many pages of cage match mm-hmm. and you're still not great, mm-hmm. maybe it ain't gonna work. I think it's um Hey hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier, on Marketing Against a Grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal 
personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. It's got me nearly... It's five years since you debuted NXT as well. <sighs> oh, boy. Oh, wow, isn't it? She was better. The She just she didn't seem like she's, a, she's compatible with WWE. She was like... She goes too hard, basically. Yeah. And they've said to her, probably, calm down. Yeah. Calm down. You're going to injure yourself going this hard. Whereas I think she's the kind of wrestler who would go to, like... A GCW. Yeah. Get some money, get some MP4s, get a rep as sort of someone who will just go kind of nuts in there. Gigi Dolan is Priscilla Kelly. Same yeah. Same thing, same trajectory. Isn't it? Shotzi has previous in that regard. Just, 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 she cannot be molded into this refined back and forth professional wrestler. Mm. She's got that dog in her and WWE is euthanasia. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, it's the vet. I'm going to bring this back to life, though, Sage. Okay. I'm going to love this. It's why I protect the uh, integrity of the NXT mid-card because we're going to head there right now. This is huge. Noam Dar and Oro Mensa versus Von Wagner and... Robert Stone. Very possibly. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Freaking Mr. Stone. <laughs> Very possibly accompanied by the Bash Brothers. Like, do they get the win tonight? Because the thing about, we love Von. It's only known Dar. This is it, right? Like, we love Von Wagner, but he loses all the big matches, every single one of them. And then somebody's ass gets tabled. Somebody's ass and gets And that tabled. makes it okay. Yeah. Um, is this... Maybe, just... they're, maybe, maybe they're up or back. Well, the, we had the... Doesn't have the same ring to it, though, does it? What? Run or up a back just got tabled. <laughs> yeah, the bit of CM Punk's up a back. Zoomed in on for the video. Yeah, yeah. Com. Well, did he say it was he compared it to the size of a... What was it? A baseball. Was it a baseball? And you looked at it, it's like, where? <laughs> I know that must have really hurt. That must have knocked so much. You were in so much pain. I'm looking. But I'm, I'm staring at that ass, Phil. <laughs> where is it? Where is it? Uh, yeah. Von Wagner and Mr. Stone, where's this going? Where does it end? Like, it's easy for them to get a tag victory here, but is that not in service of Von getting another go at Heritage Cup and we've already been there and he's lost? He has to win it then. Well, but if they lose tonight, is that when uh, his manager... Robert Stone. Like, starts to... We've often worried, haven't we, that where this ends is heartbreak. This is what Wilborn is like with the family. Right. Where he's just happy to watch them work two and three-quarter star at best... Rushed basic matches. I'm listening. So that you can still do the patter. Right, yeah. Keep them around. So they're nowhere near the chopping block. And in his head, right, the more gold is around their waist, the further they, or further away they are from someone realizing, you know, your matches aren't really improving. And uh, Somebody didn't watch the uh, mid 2000s SmackDown tag division. Yes. <laughs> he would know. Correct. <laughs> it's awful. It was trash. It was absolute trash. Excuse me, you've ended London and Kendrick for Deuce and Domino. Yeah. Just under a year. That's uh, kind, of a, kind of an arsehole move, pal. 
So oh, it's okay. So you can transition them to uh, New Legion of Doom, yes. Heidenreich. That makes sense That's now. good. That's good. That's Clear good. that up. So, I want Von Wagner to win the Heritage Cup. Not because I want to see Von Wagner work and win Heritage Cup matches, but so that he can do more vignettes. Yeah. Like, if it was this week, imagine that. He could have won the Heritage Cup, and then, uh, what's his manager called again? Robert Stone. Could have tipped the Heritage Cup full of Gatorade over him, and he's going like, ow, ow, ow! And, like, his manager... Robert Stone. Saying, what's the problem, Von? And he's like, I was waiting for the Gators. Like, thinking he was going to get, like, loads of crocodiles falling out the trophy. <laughs> what a pleasant surprise. It is just a drink. They should probably be clearer in their branding. Who would want to drink that? Mountain Dew. Surely that is just water from the mountain. <laughs> they just call it condensation or something. How long does it take to get in the can? <laughs> oh, but that is pitch black, actually. It is very dark and very tasty. That's um, back in stock in bottles on, do you know, the um, news agents next to, I always get them mixed up. I'm sure the listeners do. The bridge that's on the quay side, not the bridge that's by the high-level bridge in Newcastle. One's the Bridge Tavern, one's the Bridge Hotel. Bridge Hotel's on the high-level bridge. Correct. Bridge Tavern. There's a news agents where you just, if you keep going and it's just on the left-hand side, oh, yeah. bottles of pitch black are back in oh, stock. Get. Well, that's one for our... Uh, on the other side of the river. Castle. Only until we finish recording this podcast. Yeah, just have a walk, walk down. that ass across the Millennium Bridge. Ah, it's a winking eye. <laughs> the winking eye. <laughs> Let me check out what's going on in that Baltic. <laughs> uh, what else we got? What else we got? Oh, this is actually really big, and they advertised it on Raw, so we should probably get to it now that we've gone through the characters we actually care about. Um, that's not fair. I like both of these and what they're up to. Carmelo Hayes versus Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy is getting somewhere with this. Mm, is like, he? Yeah, he, no, yeah. He, isn't. he is, Sige, because... <laughs> in, not, yeah, no, he is. In case, you, he is. in case you've forgotten, last week, right? Now, he'd lost at um, the TakeOver event, Vengeance Day, which I've already forgotten the name of. He'd lost there, and you're thinking, well, like, how do you recover? Yeah, wins and losses matter next day. How do you recover a loss? You slide out on a wheeled mechanics pallet from under the ring with a boxing glove on a stick, and you hit the opponent who beat you in the face, costing them a match. Yes. So recovered, right? Well, you say that. Carmelo Hayes is going to... <laughs> Batter him. Now that he's um, a heel, yes, he is bad. So why would you turn heel if he's just going to be inferior at wrestling? I never understood this. Like about my exist my weekly, daily, or maybe even bi-hourly existential crisis. If you're a wrestler and you think being a good guy, it's not really working out for me. I will become bad at wrestling and cowardly start begging off. Yep. And then I'll just cheat to win. And Boston tapping out in the sharpshoot the night after WrestleMania 17. So weird. Ah, I hated that. Cage match against the Rockets. So like I am a baddie now. Yeah. Like straight to it. Yeah. Like, straight away, you're like, this isn't going to work, because when you're a heel, your instincts don't quite marry up with the business. Yeah. And as a baby face, you know yourself. Yeah. In absolutely no comparison to him whatsoever, Carmelo Hayes was a better heel than a baby face, in my opinion. I think so the matches will work. The matches were better. The character was better. Than... Will Dijak simply get a measure of revenge here? Do I care about what I've just said? What is a counter? Well, let's work this out together. What is a counter to a boxing glove on a stick? But what's the opposite? A stick on a boxing glove. So he's going to put his boxing glove on his hand and it's going to have a massive stick sticking out of it and he smashes him in the face with it. Smaller surface area. Yeah, massive yeah. hole in Gacy's face. Rematch. And he enjoys it. And Gacy's like, ha ha ha. Look, I've got... Been punctured. 
can't like go through one cheek, but he's laughing so loud, mouth wide, it just comes out the other game. And he's just had a great permanent laugh. I've been I've been aiming for that. Uh, it's literally since I left um, the jism. Yes, I have been trying to smile the entire time. Mm-hmm. Now I've got a stick mouth smile permanently. So one nil to Joe Gacy. Like how far does it go with dragging off and Gacy and like oh these uh, situations that cause me pain. I either find them hilarious or borderline rousing. Yeah. Does one of them have to come? <laughs> I mean, it's NXT, so yes. Yes. That's every story. Does, like, you know when they say, all right, done everything there is to do mm-hmm. in NXT, like Tiffany Stratton. Yeah. Tiffany Stratton, you know, she won the belt, she did business on the way out of the she territory. And now she's on SmackDown. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, she does great. She's done everything there is to do. Does Dragunov just need to bust because he's already won the title, he's got to drop the title, and then he busts, gets his nut, and then he goes up. There's one Fit. thing I bloody hate in his locker room, it's everybody always wanking. <laughs> oh, he's behind me. He's, he's behind me coming, isn't he? <laughs> and that's his like, sort of farewell storyline to NXT. Oh, Call wanking by Nathan Frazier. Oh, my God. He's manipulating himself to issue behind me, isn't he? Hey, dragging off, it bodes well for me that speed impresses you. Watch this. <laughs> Watch this. Oh my God, he's he's having a nut, isn't he? He's, he's having his nut. He's busting his nut. He's jacking it again. He's jacking it again, isn't he? Oh my God. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, um, uh, that's all. Busting. Only say we've got busting. Sidge, it's friggin' Valentine's Day today. Kind of. Uh, uh, we've already we've done this. Well, we you have. Know when, like an AEW match happens, yeah. and we're so excited. Yeah. Oh, I get excited. Two years ago. And you think, this spot has to happen. Yeah. And then you get to the preview, and it's like, I've already done this in the review, which went an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) We've already booked Valentine's Day. Well, for those that weren't listening last week, uh, so this week, Riley Osborne was just basically asking out Thea Hale. Yeah. Just nice, young, innocent love, and because it's wrestling, people have to hate it. That's the rule. And JC Jane is like saying, Thea, you Got to play it cool. Treating me and keeping keen. But Thea's like, well, I want to go out well, for dinner. Well, well, what, she wants a nice, tasty dinner. Yeah. And she wants to eat at a restaurant as well. <laughs> and Valentine's <laughs> Day. And Valentine's Day is perfect for both of those meals. But what do we think? Lexis King is in amongst <laughs> it. She's going to get Thea Hale to like miss a taxi or something. And JC James, oh, I, was, I come to this restaurant every Tuesday. Why not join we, me? Yeah, split the bill. Split the bill? Yeah. Presume, like, innocent. Platonic. It's, it's pl- platonic and practical. And then it's going to turn out that, um, what's her name? Is it Jasmine? The one that JC Jane has befriended recently. She slashed Thea's tyres. Thea's taxi's tyres. And she's like, yeah, set a friend out. Thea herself is not a taxi. Make Thea late the date. And I'm going to go in. Because when I joined Chase U... For the hunks. They were for me, not for Thea. Yeah. I didn't take her through bad The hunks deals. that inexplicably arrived yeah. after I made your life better and genuinely yes. befriended you. She didn't register for <laughs> university to get the guys herself. <laughs> Trying to do about Elvis. He's <laughs> <laughs> just a very good visual Elvis. With, with your mouth. <laughs> or the restaurant details. Again, for people that didn't listen to the preview or review last week. They all go to the same restaurant. Lexus King there at a different table. Or just, oh, Lexus King. Could he be like a one-man speed dating thing where he just goes, as soon as like a guy goes to the toilet, he rocks up at the table. Hey, pretty lady, you've just seen my partner go to the toilet. 
All right. See you later. And then he just goes to table, to table, to table. To table, to table. Hoping that one just says, all right, you can stick around. Because he wouldn't, why would he? He just doesn't fear the rejection of a lady's love, does he? So he could be there. Doesn't get, I've got mates like that, you know. Like, I don't Never like, get that kind of man. No. I've got a couple of ones who'll just, back in the day, and, you know, take the hit and everything. Yeah. But they'll just crack on with no compunction whatsoever, no shame, and like basically all but say, oh, you know, can I buy you a drink? Or well, I, I'm talking to you as if I want to bed you. Yes. And they would, I'd say about nine times out of ten, Ugh, get away from us, you creep. Or not a creep, but like, you're being a bit forward. Yeah. I'm not interested. And they would just go, right, feel no rejection whatsoever. Not take it personally. It wouldn't devastate them. And they just move on. This is there's got to be something to the you know the like the John Ronson psychopath test where like they walk amongst yeah. us and there's various different like mental states that you get into that you're not like, going to go and kill somebody but you've got something in your brain that can just switch things off. Yeah. How do you switch I that off? That's like a that would have been a night ruiner for me. Like I would need like several more points with my mates. I'd need to like be like a phone going from 100 percent to zero. Right. I need to be recharged. Yeah. It's night to not completely die on its ass. Yeah. That would have been me. And yeah, I just get this personal thing of rejection. Like, oh my god. I'm useless. One of the 3.5 billion women <laughs> don't want to have sex with him right now. <laughs> How's that happen? How's that, like, what's going on? I did the ma- I did the trick. I did the, did the calc. Uh, <laughs> surely all 3.5 billion <laughs> should want to do that. So maybe they're, maybe they're correct. Maybe, they're, yeah. maybe, maybe Lexus King's got the right idea for once in his dumb ass. Yeah. Uh, who else might be at the restaurant, of course, is uh, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs. That got rough last week. Josh uh, Briggs. No yes, me, this locker room's not chill enough. There was no love. None at all. Give you no love. Does, it, like, love. neither of them are advertised to wrestle tonight, which is why I think they might be at the Valentine's Day restaurant. But how would you follow up on that? Because that was brutal. They've been separated as a tag team amicably, which almost never happens in wrestling. They went their uh, separate ways. Give you leave. And it's been a month. And, like, Brooks is probably a bit premature and like, my whole career. No, it was always premature. <laughs> it was always premature. It was. Everything's gone to, like that. But it didn't need Josh Briggs to be like. I need some tough love. How <laughs> tough? Tough love. Sort of a tough, tough as love. They can have a match. Yeah. Well, that... He's booking the territory. Tony Khan. <laughs> because it's, it we've got Mellow and Trick already doing something yeah. like this. So doing two former friends fall out. Sorry. Work of our souls. Don't know. I mean, how many wrestling storylines are there? Does Brooks, Most of them are pretty crap. Does Brooks take this as a sign initially that Josh is right and he starts to show a bit of edge and then maybe like Fallon Henley or somebody has to help him snap out of it and be like, just because Josh said that, you don't need to be this like... I'll run in our own race, Brooks. Maybe I want to run my race alongside you one day, Fallon. And she's like already half out the door. What was that, Brooks? From nothing. See you later. Nothing. <laughs> you could watch it on the TV, I guess, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no one watches that, apart from when we discuss every match. Fallon's in action tonight. How long is this show? Uh, no, she's not. I'm lying. But Kiana James is uh, against Brinley Reese, who's one of my favorite new characters in NXT. She's the one that uh, made people come up with a list of five pros and cons. Yes, and out yes, with shot. yes, yes, yes. And in universe perfection of the character model, Brinley, but she's uh, going to lose to Kiana James tonight, right? Kiana's all business these days. 
Well, no, she's less business than ever. She's less business. She's she's like veering into wanting to be a wrestler. Yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah, she's all right though. I like Keanu James. No, me too. Good, better than a lot of them. Wrestling happens long enough every week, forever. That eventually, like Fallon Henley and Keanu James sort of become like, say, when we were watching in 1992, hey, man, when uh, Hogan Piper leave, it's going to be a strange old landscape around here. Yeah. Like, they've been there that long. And, uh, We've seen them. They've definitely improved, like, but the characters are pretty much cowgirl bar owner and business from day one. They're still that, but they can sort of give... Like chalk and cheese, aren't they? Yeah. Are they, just, are they ever going to get along, them two? But they were tag champions that couldn't get along. There was all the stuff with, like, Brooks and uh, Josh Briggs, and now they're sort of the... Uh, the locker room leaders are the, the veteran room. presences yeah. on NXT. It's nice to see. It is. Uh, this match probably will be good. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. We got out left on this? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I, another one. I should, I, it's absolutely stacked. Yeah. Now I'm learning what your definition of stacked is. A lot. Uh, well, you're half right because it's a lot and also goaded. In a gauntlet match. Oh, no. Ridge Holland has got a run of uh, Gallus gauntlet. Why am I doing that? Run the Gallus gauntlet. Gallus gauntlet. So hang on. So you got a... Uh, Jesus Christ. There's a lot of uh, boring bastards in one gauntlet match. Yeah. So you get past... Joe Coffey's got to be first, doesn't he? No, he's the main event. Do you reckon? Oh, I just said... They'd say like he's, big, got, he's the hardest one. He wears Stone Island. Stone Island. He does get the badge in. Got the badge in. So he, is get it? Uh, is it Wolfgang or Mark Coffey getting it? Like so Ridge's going to make to the end, and then he's going to fall short of the last, isn't he? That's how these work. Unfortunately, yes. And then, oh my god, Sean Michaels, right? Like <laughs> he gets too much credit. People go, oh, yeah, it's most growth, so therefore it's the best. <laughs> it sucks, so it isn't. Uh, so jot that down. He could book. Right. Mm-hmm. You, end of sentence, correct? 2012 to 2019, New Japan. But like 1990 to 19... Uh, to 1998, it was enough already with all Japan. Mm-hmm. Those are the two longest runs. He could do... Th- both of them stuck together twice. Right and not win Booker of the Century by falling at the hurdle of booking Ridge Holland in three matches <laughs> on one show. The guy is powerful bad. Who's his mate's going to be? Powerful bad. His whole story is based on the fact that just nobody saves him. He says, I'm back here to fight, and then he gets in this bother with Gallus, and there's nobody. Might be some, like, unknown English J-Brones. Aye. Well, Nathan Frazier's not unknown. I just mean, like, yeah. Like brand new ones that we haven't yeah, heard of yet. Yeah. yeah, possibly. Who would be? You've got me thinking there. Right now. Some old rugby mates. Yeah. I mean, they'd be awful. That'd be a What a feud. There's another feud I don't want to watch. Rugby people versus the Gallus boys. Oh, God. There'd be a lot of drinking sick, wouldn't there? Out of wellies. Yeah, and drinking in, piss as well. In, in like pub gardens that are actually like quite posh because they're low-key loaded. Yeah. That makes it worse. Yeah. Let's uh, switch gears and then wrap this podcast up. Because I think this is... Three Ridge Hall matches. I'd, I'm, I'm going to... One for the awards folder. What would I be... I might have booked a holiday had I not already been off earlier <laughs> this week. <laughs> what would be, with your uh, fantasy booking hat on, what would be the uh, NXT equivalent right now that Shawn Michaels could book of the uh, the Rainmaker shock? <laughs> What's the one thing in this roster that would be like, these landscape shifted? It would have to be Elia, so I'm beating Elia. Yeah, press the button. Just click. It's time to 
If you were going to book a Rainmaker shock in NXT as a sentence, who would you have to throw in an Elia Dragunov? I will. I will. Yeah, if only. I will pull up the, uh, if I can, the NXT roster. Can I do that? I don't know if I can. I'm going to go, I'll go to WWE Personnel on Wikipedia, the most updated Wikipedia page in the world. Did you know that? There is a section for NXT superstars. What, on .com? But the... It's the worst website of all time. We'll go with the. Um, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just go scroll and stop, and then I'll batch it it's myself. More unreadable than a local borough news website. There is, uh, yeah, there is, interestingly, uh, two stacks on there. Yeah. Would you like to draw attention yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. You know. So I'm scrolling up and down. It's the, the best NXT website. The thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. NXT. I mean, like, if we're talking about. Market leaders, like, I would love AEW's website to get better. I would love that so much. You would help us all in the content game, Tony, if you're listening. And we know you are. NXT men's division. I'm scrolling up and down, Sage. I'm going to stop, and then I'm just going to... There's four boxes will fit between my fingers when I press stop. Press uh, stop. <laughs> there is... Oh, this is a great... You've nailed this. One and four. Two. Yeah! The Rainmaker shock, and this is so accurate. You, I don't think you could have nailed this to a man better on this roster. Defeating Elia Dragunov tonight on NXT, a Valentine's Day surprise, Lexus King. Yeah! Oh, yeah! To show oh, us, yeah. this was perfect as well. This was perfect because number four was Lucian Price. Number three was uh, Luca Crucifino, Wilborn popped out the ass. And number one was Josh Briggs. So it'd be like, see what I was talking about? <laughs> So you even got the best one. Shock got, the world. You even got the best <laughs> Try to fail one time, Josh. Brooks. Sitting Brooks, sitting there with your dick in your hand. <laughs> well, that's... But it feels good. <laughs> We've done that anyway. Um, it was almost as exciting to talk about as it will be to watch. Am I right? Three Rich Hollands. Uh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Enjoy all 68 matches tonight. Uh, if you want to talk NXT more with us on X, you can do where they can find Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can find me at Michael Hamflet. You can find all of us at What Culture WWE. We'll be back tomorrow with the NXT review. The Raw review is available now as a podcast and will be going up on YouTube probably by the time you listen to this. And until next time, we will see you soon. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in, hold on. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier. On Marketing Against a Grain, we're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us. 
marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.